If you've got an insurance question, you could talk to a dentist. But instead of filling you in on ways to save on your policies, he'd probably be too busy filling in that loose crown. Or you could talk to your local GEICO agent, who will use their expertise to polish up your policies, from home and auto to renters, motorcycle, boat, and RV too. So while, yes, your dentist can save your smile, your GEICO agent could save you money, which will make you use that smile a whole lot more. To find a GEICO agent near you, visit geico.com slash local. To whom do we pray? And who hears our prayers? Often you see accidents occur, whether it's by violence or by incident, and members of the person's family or friends gather at a location, and they'll light candles, put pictures, flowers, make a little shrine. And then, of course, the news reporters will report on that little thing happening. And they'll close their little report with, and our prayers are, are with that family, or our prayers and thoughts are with that person. We hear that a lot in society. Our prayers and thoughts are with them. But to whom are we praying? To whom are those prayers on behalf of any need being directed? Today, for instance, people are gathering in Florida at the location of the nightclub that hosted the worst massacre by a single shooter in United States history. They're praying. To whom? Who is hearing those prayers? And what is the prayer that any of us are saying? Who's listening to our prayers? The gospel today tells us very succinctly, it's almost like the gospel in miniature, that God so loved the world that he sent his only son. That's our prayer. That's, that, that's what it's all about. And what does prayer do but unite and affect us in a relationship with the person for whom we're praying, even if it's ourselves, and the recipient of the prayer, and we as Christians direct all prayer to God the Father. But we have, we have a unique rela relationship with that God. Judeo-Christian, and you heard this especially from the book of Deuteronomy, our, our tradition as Judeo-Christians is to call anything, so many names, that one up there, Adonai, Almighty, Lord, in antiquity, mountain god, the powerful one, Adonai, doesn't matter. Oh, they matter a great deal because they're addressing the nameless one. And what did Moses do to God when he was in that vision on the mountain with the tablets? Uh, stay by your people. They're, they're a tough bunch, God, but stay by your people. So, so the prayer is directed to God, the creator, and we are the created. We are the people who have that relationship. And when we pray, we activate the relationship we have with God. We activate it. We put it into motion. Uh, many attempts to understand God, especially as Catholics, in the, the concept of the Trinity, 
But Moses, Moses had that same problem. So we're invited to understand God and see how through Judeo-Christian scriptures, God is revealed to us. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Trinity. And Moses went up on the mountainside and he gets a tablet and he writes the law down and he comes down ready to show the law. Well, in the New Testament, our hearts, ourselves, we are the tablets upon which the law of Jesus Christ is written. So we've updated, fulfilled the Old Testament. And what happens with poor Moses as he comes down? He notices that the people want a God, but, but on my terms. I want God on my terms. Moses goes up, spends time in the mountain, contemplating, writing the tablets in revelation from God. But in the meantime, down below, they're creating their own God. And, and that, you might say, oh, the, the Israelites did that. That's you and me. Let's not get, let's not get too high-horsed here. When God doesn't do it our way, we, we make our own God up. And, and the God comes to us in society, 21st century, well, it comes to us uh, sometimes consumerism is our God. Sometimes secularism is our God. Sometimes achievement, society, politics, poetry is our God. And yet the full revelation comes to us, and Moses assisted that, comes to us from the law that was given to Moses on Sinai and fulfilled eventually. But where do we meet this God? We meet this God when we activate the relationship in prayer. We meet this God in Jesus Christ. When we use his words, because he's the new law, to meet the Father. Because his law of love is written on the tablets of our souls, of our hearts, our minds, who we are. And when we're imitating Jesus Christ, we're not following a rewritten law of a new idol. And that extracts us from society sometimes. Because we know what society wants. They, society often wants it done their way, whether through violence, whether through politics, whether through terror, whether through protest, whether, whether through apathy, maybe the worst of all the, 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 the activities that prevent us from really knowing God. It's not giving a care. And yet Jesus comes to us and shows us that the law was written on our hearts. When he and Nicodemus had that conversation from which this section of the gospel comes, um, we, we like, we like the, the poetry of that. It was during the dark and, Mo, and Nicodemus comes to Jesus and you know, the metaphors of Jesus being the light and Moses, uh, excuse me, uh, Nicodemus achieving the light and revelation in Jesus. We like that kind of poetry. And some of us get hung up on the poetry of life. And some of us want to find God in poetry, in the mountains, in nature, how often have we heard, oh, I'm spiritual, but not religious. Spiritual, but not religious. It's like loving love for the sake of love, but God forbid I have to risk 
and love a person who has faults and wonderful qualities as I do myself. Being spiritual and not religious means willy-nilly I can meditate on a flower and find God or I can find them in the sea, I can find them... Jesus told us how to find God in imitation of him. Jesus is the human touch of God. So Jesus comes to us and shows us how to achieve oneness with God by imitating him. Loving, forgiving, caring, going the full nine yards to, to activate our faith, to activate our freedom, to activate our respect for others, to activate justice in the world. It goes the whole route with us. And that's us acting as the tablets of Christ, the human hand of God in our lives, doing it, not just talking about it, not just following symbols. And, and Jesus shows us the way to the Father. He, 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 he takes the prayers. Now, these are the prayers. These are the, the, the connections, the relationship we have, whether it's over a particular incident, our lives in general, health, death, achievement, doesn't matter. Peace, global peace, peace locally, doesn't matter. Whatever thoughts that we have, and we bring them forward because we are the talents of God, because we are made in the image of God, when we bring these thoughts forward, our intentions forward, and we present them to Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, these prayers, and that's what they become, prayers, they're not just thoughts, not just wishes, these prayers are presented to God the Father, the Creator. So here we are, the created, activated by our faith in Jesus Christ, inspired and inspired and, and given energy by the Holy Spirit, and we can speak to God the Father. That's where our prayers go when we pray. When we act on our prayers as well, when we, each of us, does what Jesus wants us to do, following his example, reflecting on him in the world. The world needs love. The world needs Jesus. The world needs us. And the power of prayer that we have as Christians, revealed through history, and, and Paul says it very beautifully, through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, through the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. This is our role as Christians. This is our goal as Christians on this feast of, of the Holy Trinity to activate our faith each day through our charity, through our concern. Jesus reveals to the Father the prayers that you and I have hidden in our hearts. That's where they go. They're not on a fence with some pretty cards, and I'm not putting that down, but if that's the end of the prayer, the candle that lights maybe for eight hours or, or 20 minutes or the, the, the plows that fade in the rain or the ribbons or the flowers that die. If that's the end of the prayer, there's no prayer. 
That's just a nice thing to make me feel good about the incident, the departed one. As Christians, our prayers are continuous. God is always in dialogue with us, and he's waiting to hear our response. The word dialogue comes from two Greek words, dia, going back and forth, logos, word. So our prayers are dialogues with God. And by mistake, I go like this, God is up there. We know he's not up there. But as people, through society, through, through history, through sociological and excavations, the tradition is that God meets people on mountains, holy places, often in the Old Testament, often in the Semitic literature, literature of the ancient world. Okay, they're metaphors. Even Jesus at the Ascension on a mountain. Metaphor. But when you know, when we know that we've been raised up in prayer, that it energizes us, that, that once I pray and I'm in communion with Jesus Christ and the Father, God, you feel like you're being raised up. And we are being raised up from our mortality, from our humanity. Because, again, Jesus is the human touch of God. We walk with Jesus, we're in connection with God. We celebrate the feast of the Holy Trinity. And I think the other day I, I interviewed uh, Gabe Violone. He's a retired faculty member of William Patterson. He's 95, active like you can't believe. He was in education, uh, leadership, and now he's... he's talking about and giving lectures on gerontology, the study of old age. And he's so, and he's 95, so he has experience. So he's energized, and I said, and he's always, his experiences go from being a child in the Yonkers, going through the war, having various degrees, having been rejected and accepted, and again, the whole, the whole experience of life. And always optimistic, always ready to go, as he was describing, even when he met his wife, he, he was determined. She was the one he was going to meet. She was the one he was going to date, and so on and so forth. And they've had a great life. And Evelyn was here listening to his interview. And, Gabe, and I said to Gabe, what keeps you going? He's my faith in God. When I was a kid, and he did what all of us do, did as kids, church, altar boy, altar server, music, all that stuff. Remember all that? Regrettably, too many of our young people, millennials, don't have that experience today. And that tears me. So he's saying that connects me to God because it keeps me aware that God is in me. I mean, he's not a theologian. He's a faculty member retired. God is in me. So no matter what challenge I faced, I knew I, was, I could do it because God was with me. And he's faced tons of challenges. I'm not making him a saint, I'm not making him a martyr, I'm making him a Christian. I'm not making him a Christian, but he's certainly identifying himself as a Christian, isn't he? By saying, my words now, the hand of Jesus, the human aspect of God was within him, and he used that to get ahead, to achieve, to establish his family, to teach in our educational system, and to be an example of what a Christian is. Who's listening to our prayers? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are listening to our prayers. And when we pray, 
it's funny. It's almost as if the Holy Spirit rewards us. You're praying to God. I got an in for you. I'm going to present that prayer to the creator. And that's the whole process. The spirit inspires us to pray and act in imitation of Jesus. And he presents those prayers to the creator. God, our father. Experiencing God, presenting our prayers to the Father, allows us an optimism, a grace, and an energy to celebrate each day. When we begin our day with, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, we're bringing God into our presence, going into our homes, leaving our homes, going to bed, waking up in the morning, beginning a meal, ending a day, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit of God. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too. And with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus. Made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.